Hello and welcome to the NicheSiteTools.com podcast where we share experiences, tips, and tools to help everyone achieve a greater level of success with their online adventures. Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 46 of the NicheSiteTools.com podcast. So glad to have you here. And today we're going to be talking all about split testing, also called A-B testing. Uh, Maybe there's a couple of other variations, but uh, it's all about testing your site to get the optimum results. And uh, we're going to talk all about that today. There's going to be an excellent tool that used to be a relatively expensive tool that was a paid tool that is now free for most folks. So that is great, great to be able to bring that to you today. And I think a lot of you guys will really like that tool. So definitely stay tuned. But before we get right into the content, wanted to quickly thank some new email subscribers. Clark, Carlos, Danny, Mark, Maliko, and Susan. Thank you so much for subscribing and for leaving a first name in there. I appreciate that. So if anybody does want a shout out, please leave your first name when you do subscribe. Uh, That'll help me give you a shout out because it's really difficult to pronounce some of these email addresses. So if you did not get a shout out, it's because I did not have an easily pronounceable name to uh, give you a shout out for. But I do appreciate you guys subscribing. And if you haven't had a chance to subscribe, you can head over to nichesitetools.com forward slash subscribe, where you'll instantly get my keyword brainstorming guide and a bonus seven simple SEO tips guide as well. So uh, hopefully enjoy those guides and get some usefulness out of them. And I've heard some good feedback from that. So I really appreciate that. And also the audio may be slightly different this week. I'm coming to you live from our spare bedroom with a makeshift setup. Uh, We have a sick cat with a urinary tract infection that is confined to our office currently. So I don't have use of my office today, so I'm making the best of the situation. The show must go on, so here we are. So at any rate, let's get right into the content for this week. And like I mentioned, today we're going to talk all about split testing, and I get a lot of questions about that. Folks asking how they can split test, what they should be split testing, when they should split test, and I think that's really one of the most important features. And the reason this podcast episode came up was I was listening to an episode of Social Media Examiner, and it was talking to one of the foremost uh, AB split testers in the industry, somebody that really does it uh, quite often and, uh, you know, has a lot of traffic and has a lot of reason to do split testing for conversions for clients and things like that. So I'll link to that in the show notes, which will be nichesitetools.com forward slash the number 46 for this episode. So all those details will be in that blog post on uh, my motivation for this episode. And what I thought was it was kind of a disservice in a way. I was listening to that episode, a lot of good information talking about what you can split test, which I'll get into. And then I think it was about 20 or 30 minutes into the podcast when they started to talk about some of the traffic numbers that they were doing statistics for. And this was maybe, you know, 100 new email subscribers a day, a thousand visitors per day. So I can't remember the exact numbers, but it was significant. So it was kind of frustrating to get all the way through most of the podcast episode and then to find out that the numbers were so high, which makes perfect sense. I've always thought that initially when you're starting out, Split testing shouldn't be on the forefront of your mind. I know a lot of folks will tell you if you're not constantly testing, you're not really doing yourself 
and your website enough justice. You know, it's something you need to constantly be doing. But I think that should come with a huge caveat, and this is my personal opinion. If you're going to be doing A-B split testing, you should have that in mind in the back of your head once you do start to get traffic. That's something you're definitely going to want to do to optimize things. But I think right off the bat, if you're just starting out within the first month or two, I don't think you should be doing any A-B split testing necessarily. I think you should definitely be focusing all of your efforts on creating that initial set of content, networking with folks in your industry, commenting on other people's blogs to build up that relationship, get some traffic back to your site. I think that should be the primary focus for almost probably the first 90 days or so and probably well beyond because you really need to have a significant amount of traffic or a significant amount of email subscribers in order to properly test things. And if you've taken a statistics class in the past, you know that you need to have a large enough sample size. You can get false positives if you don't have a large enough sample and a representative sample. So there's a lot of things that factor into getting good numbers out of a split test. And the main one is that you're going to need a large enough sample size. So for instance, if I get, let's say I get one email subscriber per day, which is kind of common for me. It depends on the week. I might have more, I might have less, but if I'm getting one email subscriber per week or per day, and I'm doing a split test on that, if I change the image or I change the wording on that, and I get maybe one more email subscriber per day, that's really not going to tell me that it was a result of that particular image changing. I mean, you can, but it's it's not going to be significant. It's not going to, you know, you're not going to be able to point and say, wow, that was it. But let's say you did split test that you added some new image or something that was blinking or something that was really different. So half the people that came to your site saw one thing and half saw another. And then let's say you had five new email subscribers all to that one image that was blinking or standing out or something completely different, then it could definitely point to, hey, I got five new email subscribers in one day where normally I only had one. So it's significant, you know, based on the number of additional subscribers you had. So you can still do some split testing, but what I'm saying is for the majority of folks, Don't focus on split testing as something you need to do right out of the gate. Certainly have that in the back of your mind and be thinking about how you can tweak things to make them optimize. But I don't think you should be spending a majority of your time right off the bat doing split testing. So if you're brand new, if you have a low number of traffic, Um, If you have a low number of email subscribers or whatever it is that you're trying to track, maybe you have no sales yet. So it's going to be hard to track increases in conversions and determining what is statistically significant. So that's I wanted to mention that right up front because I thought in the other podcast episode it was tough to get all the way in and be thinking about some of these things and then finding out that really for anybody with limited number of traffic, it's going to be difficult to do that sort of split testing and get good results. So I just wanted to have that big caveat right up front and let you know about that. But with that aside, let's go into some of the ideas and some of the things that you can be thinking about tweaking. And certainly, even when you're just starting out, you're creating new content, you're getting that core set of content out for your website to start building that traffic. Some of the things you're going to want to think about as far as optimizing goes is there's a couple of key factors. Of course, you have your headline, you have the formatting of your text, making sure there's enough white space and whatnot. 
And there's also those images and tracking conversions. So th those are a couple of the main factors. So let's say you have uh, a review site for Amazon products and you're trying to determine what's going to result in the most conversions. So that may be initially, it could be depending on your topic, depending on your audience. Maybe they're more likely to click on a link that is a text link. Maybe they're more likely to click on a link that if you hover over it, you get an explanation or a picture that pops up of the product with the price. Maybe they would be more interested in clicking on that link and then adding the item to their cart for future reference. So there's a couple of those different types of things that you can be thinking about. And in many cases, images go a long way. So if you have a product there showing an image of a product and then linking that image to a particular conversion, whether it's going to be a sale on Amazon or a sale of an affiliate product, some of those things are things that you could definitely test out and see what converts best for you. And of course, when it comes to a headline, you want to have a catchy headline, something that's going to encourage someone to click on that article if they see it somewhere in the search engines or wherever they may have found your content. You're going to definitely want to make those links and headlines something that's catchy. So there's a couple of free tools out there. I'll try to find some of them for you that you can plug your headline into and it may give you some keywords to put in there, some call to action, some things that may entice folks to want to click more, you know, things like asking a question, things of that nature can definitely help to increase those click throughs. And I've seen a lot of suggestions as well. If you're providing some sort of ebook or a link to a uh, PDF type of product or something that's, you know, a couple of page e-guide, I've seen a lot of suggestions that say you want to have an image that shows something similar to what the person's going to be getting. So maybe an image of an ebook or, an, you know, something with some good colors that matches the theme of your site that kind of portrays what somebody could expect to receive, that definitely can go a long way. So some of those are some of the key items that you can focus on when you're creating that initial set of content. And then if you're providing subscribers with some sort of newsletter or they're getting updates anytime new posts hit the wire on your website, then you can also think about how you're going to format those emails. I know a lot of folks like Pat Flynn, he said he's had more success when he strips out some of the HTML and it's just kind of more a text-based email. So it definitely seems to not end up in spam folders as often. So certainly you want to get that email in front of your subscribers. So if it's going to go right to spam for some reason, that's definitely, they're not even going to see it. So you're not going to get any convergence from that. So it sort of makes sense. So you may want to experiment if you're including images and emails, if you're just kind of trying to strip it down and just make it clear, you know, plain text and just get to the point. And, uh, you know, there's different ways you can experiment with your emails as well. So some of the some of those are things that you can certainly experiment with. But again, you're going to want to keep it in context with the amount of traffic you're getting. So if you get three or four email subscribers and you're trying to judge how you how many conversions you get and if one particular type of link works versus one other call to action. If you only have three subscribers and I say only, you know, of course any subscribers are significant and you want to make sure you build those relationships. But when I say significant, I mean statistically significant. So it'll be difficult to make any judgments based on changing things if that experiment could be extrapolated out to a larger sample size. So again, all this is with the caveat that you want to make sure that you're building up that traffic first so that any sort of experiments or tests that you're going to run, 
can give you more clear, decisive answers on, yes, I did this one tweak, I changed this image, and all of the people, or maybe 80% of the people that came to my site ended up clicking through to this particular article based on this changed headline or this changed image resulted in, you know, 30% more calls to action. So things like that are material that you can grab your hands around and you could say, okay, this seemed to work really well. I'm going to do more of this and then I'm going to just change things over so that not, you know, I'm going to use this headline instead of that headline because of the results I got. So that's kind of what you're looking for when you're doing A-B split testing. So let's go right into our tool of the week, which is 100% related. And the tool of the week is the software called Optimizely. You've probably heard of it. Other people have probably mentioned it in the past. And uh, from what I understand, it is a great program. It is really built for robust sites. There's a lot of different experiments you can do. And now it is absolutely free for visitors up to 50,000 unique visitors per month. So I think that is definitely going to hit the majority of folks out there. You can run the experiments on one website per account and one if you have a mobile app for your site, you can also have up to one mobile app for your site. So one account per site and uh, it's a really great product and uh, I've tested it out over the last week just really quickly to see what it can do and it is super cool. It's really easy to install on WordPress. All you need to do is install the Optimizely plugin in for WordPress. Then you click on a link which takes you over to your account. You generate an API key from your account on their site and then you copy paste that key into the Optimizely plugin, save it and then boom you're tied in. So what that does is anytime you go over to Optimizely which is where you're going to do your experiments, anything you do there will automatically be reflected on your site immediately which is very cool. So what you want to do is head over to Optimizely, sign up for your free account, no credit card required or anything. And uh, when you do that, what you can do is you'll see you plug in your URL for your website and then boom, you'll see your website exactly how it is live on their site. And then what you can do is you can click on individual items that are there on your main homepage or wherever you're going to be optimizing. So you go there, for instance, it loaded up my test site And then I could see all my headlines, the text of my articles, the images, calls to action, everything that I had on there. And I can click them and modify them. And it's really pretty intuitive. I think kind of right out of the gate, you can just kind of click around and see what's going on. And then what I did was I clicked on one of my headlines for my articles. I changed it and then I saved it and that was all that I did. So I didn't know anything about it, hadn't read any tutorials. I just started clicking around and changing things. So what I did then was I went over to a Chrome browser and went to an incognito window, which is just kind of a private window. And I went to my website and I noticed that I was getting the new headline that I changed. And then I brought up a different browser, a different incognito window, went to my website right after and it had my original headline. So by default, it goes 50-50. So one time when a new unique visitor comes to your website, they're going to get one version of your site. And if the next person comes in, they're going to get that updated or changed version. So whatever you changed or whatever you wanted to experiment with, as they call it, 
they would get the different version right out of the gate. So that's pretty cool. I didn't do anything. I didn't set it up that way. That's all I did was change my headline and then boom, automatically half the people will see one thing and then the next person that comes in sees another. And it just continues doing that from there on out. Because that test site of mine doesn't get any traffic, it's not something I publish, just 100% for a test. I didn't get any additional traffic over the course of the couple of days that I had that out there. So you can see that the fact that, you know, you have, if you have absolutely no traffic, you have nothing at all to test out or prove. So that's, you know, I wasn't expecting any ex exciting results from that test. But it is very cool that that's what it does right out of the gate. And that's typically what you're going to want to do. You could always change it. You could have 70% of your people get one or seven, you know, 30% get the other version of your site. But it makes more sense, I think, in most cases to do the 50-50. So if every other person that comes in is experiencing that different site, then that gives you the ability to get better results. You know, it just makes more sense to do it that way. And like I said, you can change everything from images, call to action links, headlines, the way you format things. So there's so many different things you can do. And this isn't going to be a tutorial on how to use Optimizely. I'll leave that up to you guys. They have a lot of tutorials out there on their site, knowledge bases, blog, Everything out there, they do a lot of, um, the, most of the pricing is based on enterprise models. So this is used by big e-commerce companies, humongous companies that do a lot of SEO. But you're getting all of the basic tools from Optimizely absolutely free to get started. And that's I think that's a great way for them to do it. Because if you're just starting out, like I said, most of you aren't going to want to focus a lot of your time and effort on optimizing your site and maybe split testing because it's not going to provide the m biggest bang for your buck right now. But now that it's free for Optimizely, that makes a lot more sense. You know, before I think it was maybe 20 or so dollars per month, depending on the plan you went with. But if you're not getting those conversions yet in order to justify that cost, it didn't make sense for people to go out there and spend that money initially up front when he didn't have the traffic. So I think this is great. It's an easy way to ease into the idea of split testing and to try to optimize your website for conversions. But again, you wanna work on building up that following first, work on getting those email subscribers, work on getting those sales first. So once you start to get a couple of sales, once your email subscriber list starts to build and you're starting to get some traction, that's really the time that you want to focus on doing more split testing. But you certainly can install the uh, Optimizely plugin for WordPress, and you can certainly experiment and see the types of things that can change. And you can certainly experiment on a smaller scale. But all I'm saying is, if you're going to, let's say you got 20 hours per week that you can work on your website, which would be a lot, you know, that would be probably most people's free time for anybody that has a full-time job. But just for comparison purposes, if you had 20 hours, you're going to want to probably spend at least 18 hours of that time building up that content. If you wanted to experiment here and there with an hour or two of your time, that, you know, that would be okay. But again, just make sure that you're focusing on building up that relationship with your audience, building that content before you try to optimize and uh, overthink things. I think especially early on, everybody wants to do everything the right way and, uh, you know, kind of take in too much at once. So you want to build that content. You're trying to come up with new content. You're trying to make sure you get the right headlines with all the right images and you get involved in all these different aspects of trying to build that site and make it the best site possible. But I think 
split testing is definitely not something you need to focus on in the first three months for sure. If for some reason you're building like a viral marketing type of site or you're getting a ton of traffic all of a sudden as a result of maybe doing a guest blog post on somebody's site and all of a sudden things are starting to pick up, certainly that's the time you want to look into utilizing these tools that can help you with split testing. And that's not to say, like, for example, I have that many contacts bar at the top of my site that collects email addresses. That's just one way. I also have the opt-in skin plugin that shows up on the bottom of post to collect email addresses there. And both of those pieces of software have built-in A-B split testing. So I could change the headline for collecting email addresses, and I've experimented with that myself. But again, I usually have maybe one email subscriber per day, so that's not really going to significantly show me what one particular headline is better than the other. However, let's say all of my email subscribers come when I had one particular headline and none come from the other one, certainly that would tell me, okay, get rid of the one that isn't working and use the new one. So if you have pieces of software that is already built in, is really easy to test like that, certainly there's no reason you can't test with that. But I'm just saying, in most cases, the significance of the results isn't going to be as great as when you do have a lot more traffic and a lot more people seeing one or the other site or one or the other headline or one or the other image, whatever the color you're changing. There's so many different things that you can change for A-B split testing. So the more traffic you have, the better your results are going to be. Then you can make you know greater conclusions based on those results. So hopefully that gives you some ideas to whet your appetite today. And again, I will link to that podcast episode from Social Media Examiner where he was interviewing that woman that was really experienced in A-B split testing, had done it for years and, you know, really went deep into some of the different things you can test and had suggestions on some of the more important things that you can focus on initially to get the best results So hopefully this was helpful for you today, gave you some food for thought, and I know a lot of folks had asked about different ways to do A-B split testing. Google Analytics provides their own way to do some A-B split testing, but I don't think it's as intuitive and as easy to just pick right up and jump in as Optimizely would be. So if you are considering some A-B split testing, I definitely recommend go heading over to Optimizely, and their website is spelled exactly how you would expect, so it's the word optimize with L-Y on the end dot com. So you can head over there, check it out, absolutely free for up to 50,000 visitor, unique visitors per month. And uh, it definitely looks like a really robust tour, great knowledge base, and uh, a lot of tutorials or help sections on exactly how you can try different experiments, as they call them, and immediately see the results right on your website. So certainly, if nothing else, test it out, see how it works so that when you do get that traffic rolling, you know what uh, to go back to and the different things you can change and tweak to optimize things and get better conversions, get more subscribers, etc., etc. And that'll do it for this episode. I hope everyone has a fantastic upcoming week. Bye-bye now.